Assalamu alaikum. May the peace and blessings of Almighty God be upon each and every one of you. Before we can begin discussing the history of Muslims in America and contemporary issues like Islamophobia, TVE, and civil rights, we need to answer two key questions. What is Islam and who are Muslims? Islam is a global religion. It is one of the three Abrahamic faiths along with Judaism and Christianity. The word Islam linguistically means submission. A person who adheres to this faith, someone who submits to God, is called a Muslim. There are over one and a half billion Muslims worldwide. Of course, there is plenty more to say. In fact, what is Islam is possibly the question of our times. Since the turn of the century, no other question has dominated media headlines, political debates, book titles, and YouTube videos as profusely. A quick search of the word Islam on Google brings up 400 million results in under a second, more than any other religion. Try it. The study of Islam and Muslims has also exceedingly become common in universities, and more and more departments and programs are getting funded and established for this specific area of knowledge. Although I don't have a PhD in Islam, yet, here's what I know. The primary sources of Islam are twofold. The Holy Quran, a divinely revealed text, and the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. The Sunnah is the totality of the Prophet's words and actions, essentially his lifestyle and teachings. This is important because it is a mainstream Islamic belief that the Prophet's Sunnah is divinely inspired, making it second only to the Quran in its impact on the lives of ordinary Muslims. From these two sources, the Quran and the Sunnah, six core beliefs and five core practices can be derived. These core beliefs and practices are referred to as pillars or arkan because the entire religion, in terms of theology, law, and spirituality, all rest upon these pillars. As a side note, while the word religion is a common translator for the, word, for the Arabic word deen, in fact, deen is more accurately described as a way of life. So Islam is a way of life encompassing beliefs, feelings, and actions, mind, body, and soul. So going back, the six core beliefs in the Arabic arkan and iman are, number one, the belief in an almighty God, the creator, sustainer, maintainer of the entire universe. In Arabic, we use the word Allah, meaning the deity, Al-Ilah. Allah is not only the creator and lord over the creation, but he's also the object of worship. Our purpose in life, according to the Quran, is to worship Allah. Well, what do you mean by worship? The concept in Arabic, Ubudiyah, is unlike any other relationship we are accustomed to. God is different than all of his creation. He's unique, he's transcendent, and therefore it is a unique relationship. Our worship is very comprehensive. We obey God in all that He asks of us to the best of our abilities. We refrain ourselves from all that He prohibits. Worship entails our personal rituals like prayer and fasting and others that we will discuss shortly, but also our interaction with others. Taking care of our parents, being kind to our neighbors, serving others, helping the poor and the needy, working towards a more just and equitable society, and maintaining the highest standards and principles of honesty, integrity, and good character. Two side notes here. We refer to God with the pronoun He simply because in Arabic, every noun, whether person, place, or thing, animate or inanimate object, is given either the masculine or feminine pronoun. I point this out because it's important to keep in mind that the Islamic God is neither male or female. He is not human or similar to his creation in any way. It would be wrong to anthropomorphize God. And two, interestingly, an Arabic translation of the Bible uses the very same word, Allah, for God. As we've alluded to earlier, Islam is the final installment in the series that is the Abrahamic tradition. So the first of the six core beliefs, the six pillars, is the belief in one unique almighty God. The second belief is in the existence of angels, creatures that were created to serve God in different functions. Unlike us, they don't have free will. Thirdly, Muslims believe in five divinely revealed scriptures or books, the scrolls of Abraham, the Psalms of David, the Torah of Moses, and the Injil of Jesus, and finally the Quran revealed to Muhammad. May God's peace and blessings be upon all of his messengers. So wait, what are we saying? That there is no difference between Islam, Christianity, or Judaism? Not exactly. 
it is a mainstream Islamic belief that the only one of these books that has never been corrupted to this day is the Qur'an. Hence, for example, while Jesus' teachings of asceticism, love, mercy, and salvation are deeply rooted in our faith, we would take the Qur'an's teachings over the Bibles in the case of any contradiction. We'll leave this discussion of comparative religion and put it on hold for now. The fourth of the six core beliefs is a belief in all the prophets and messengers that God sent throughout human history, 25 of whom are mentioned by name in the Qur'an, many of whom readers of the Old and New Testament would be very familiar with, names like Adam, Noah, Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, David, Solomon, Moses, Aaron, and Jesus, peace be upon them all. As a side note, out of respect and reverence for these prophets, we say, alayhi salam, or peace be upon him, after one of their names. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, taught us that his message, primarily that there is one God worthy of worship, was in fact the same message that all of the prophets of God were sent with. Belief number five is in the day of judgment. Life as we know it will come to an end and everyone will be reborn and held accountable for their actions in this life. While this can, be definite, well, this can definitely be a scary concept, it's also beautiful. Individual accountability before God, Allah being the judge. He knows all, He sees all, He's the most merciful and the most just. This will be unlike any judgment that we've experienced in this life. Allah does not look at our, our exterior, our race, our color, our gender, etc. But rather at our hearts, our intentions, our actions. The successful on that day, we are told in the Quran, are none other than those who have a pure heart. Belief number six is predestination. Allah's qadr or Allah's will. This is the belief that Allah knows the past, the present and the future. He knows what's going to happen before it happens. Everything has already been written. Now the common question is, well wait, if everything is already predetermined, how do we also have the free will necessary to be held accountable for our actions? Fair enough. The short answer is, there is no contradiction between qadr and free will. Now for a longer and more robust philosophical answer, you'll just have to wait for future courses on theology and philosophy. Future courses that I hope have already been predestined to exist.